ladies, I'm Henri and I'm Blanca and this is the Meow Podcast. Meow stands for My Empowerment of Women and it's a show dedicated to encouraging women to live empowered lives through storytelling. We are here to inspire women by advocating self-love, self-realization, self-development, mental health and entrepreneurship. It's a platform for all women to find purpose and share their stories. Join us bi-weekly as we sit down and have heartfelt conversations that spark curiosity and inform you while we have some fun. Stay tuned, ladies. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to our new episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing good, Blanca. What what did I do? Oh, I went to Canada last weekend. (laughs) And that was my first time in Canada, so it was beautiful, but I was only there for 24 hours. Yeah. It was a crazy trip because San Diego Airport had a freaking lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, your, yeah. your story was so funny. You, like, like they, they, they did ask, made News everybody channels. get out. News channels were picking me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's your life? Um, life is, life is good. Um, I have, like, not, not, no complaints right now. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, keeping up with your mental health is like the key to kind of like having a drive in your life. You know, I feel like we both just went through something that was kind of traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and this episode is actually dedicated for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her name is Kelly. Um, She's one of our friends and she was a male member. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this episode, we are going to be talking about mental health. Um. Uh, suicide awareness, um, suicide prevention, and heartache, and you know, and all of these kind of hard things about being a human being. Yeah, and this, you know, when Blanca mentioned this to me, it was like a hard topic to talk about. And for me, like, I don't know why, but mental health topics makes me like tippy-toe around other people because I don't want to be triggering. Yeah. Right. But this is something that definitely needs to be brought to attention, mm-hmm. especially like hearing about what happened to our close friend. Yeah. Um, and a way for me to express myself and maybe help somebody else would be to actually voice what I'm thinking around something that I want to tippy toe around. Yeah, I think that it's crazy that our society just really, you know, like you're saying that we're really uncomfortable by by these topics and by the heaviness that comes with being a human being. And when we see somebody struggling or we're just not happy in a, in a good place. Like I think that um, I've struggled with my mental health and obviously this whole podcast, we this is what we really focus on. Um, just dealing with the isolation that happens when somebody is going through a lot or the isolation yeah. that they put themselves through, but also like the isolation that society puts them in because um, we are uncomfortable when people are not doing well. Yeah. We always expect people to be happy. And this is why we don't know how to deal with it when somebody else is going through it. Yeah. And also we don't know how to deal with it when it's happening to us. And exactly. it comes down to education and spreading awareness on ways that we can see the light through the tunnel. Exactly. It really just, yeah, creating like the life skills, you know, the skills that um, help you kind of understand your emotions and how, how you can like regulate yourself and how you can kind of prioritize this part of our, this part of our nature. Like, yeah. I think that mental health is so important. I think that 
the more that we kind of create together and the more that I deepen my mental health journey and my, um, and my experience with, with healing and why I'm so dedicated to this work is because like so much can be prevented with like the life skills, the dedication to that self-love, to that self-preservation mm-hmm. and that like self-discovery of who we are, you know, like, I think that the reason, you know, also everything that we're saying, like Henri and I are not professionals. Yeah, we're not professionals. But, but we love people. Yeah, yeah, we just love people. We want to spread awareness and kind of see if if there's one person that can that's listening to our podcast today that's going to walk away from this or that helps them meet the light at the light at the end of the tunnel. That is why I'm having this podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we we really love people and I think that community is so important i think that that is like the biggest thing that i'm learning with time goes on you know like i think that we live in a very individualistic society where it's very Mm -hmm. like survival of the fittest like we're always in competition with one another we're always judging one another we're always just like being really rough with one another and we don't treat each other with like tenderness and respect and i think that creating these skills where we're kind and we are conscious and we are aware of how we're spreading our energy and how we're being fully present yeah and with somebody yeah exactly being present with the way that we share our energy Mm -hmm. the way that we share our presence the way that we treat people and making sure that we are treating people from a conscious aware state of mind and not from like a wounded place yeah, and I was even thinking about this too. It's like one of the most beautiful memories and the last memories that I had with Kelly was actually Meow. Mm-hmm. She reached out to us for the sense of community and we did our Ariani's, what is that, the silk fan yoga together. Yeah. And that was just such a beautiful moment where she felt like we were the community that she, you know, she, she needed, needed at the time. Day. Yeah. 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 And so like, just a little backstory. What Henri already mentioned, um, one of our good girlfriends um, that we have known for I've known for yeah, like two for years. Yeah. Um, she I've traveled with her and I um, like during COVID and stuff. And she was really she's very kind. One of our friends recently, um, you know, for us it was a shock. She um, she ended her life. She ended her life, and we were kind of left very surprised and i think that this episode really is about just like the lessons that i feel like i've learned within like the last two weeks of of learning this news not only because we saw we like interacted with her up just right up before to the weeks. yeah she yeah. was gonna come to meow and just like you know like the awareness of like how i treat people you know yeah. like i feel like the, these lessons of like not only like hurting for my friend that like I didn't realize how deeply she was hurting yeah. um and then also like the signs and um when people ask you for a little bit of your time like you know like she asked you know put us in a group chat and asked us for advice and like asked mm-hmm. us if we if we had any book recommendations um but I think that sometimes we we assume that people are strong, you know, and we assume that people like, because they have this like very strong exterior that you don't ever see those emotional parts of them. 
But you also kinda... when she mess messaged us, she actually that's why that's why she came to the Meow Club. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that she did reach out to us. And, you know, we were both able to spend that memorable moment with her. Yeah. And um, I think that for us, too, is just kind of being able to digest that experience and, like, the guilt that we feel. Like, yeah. not that we feel. Like, I feel like there is a sense of, like, wow, like, why didn't I? I feel like, I, you know, I feel like oftentimes when something like this happened, we tend to be like, oh, we wish we spent more time, of course. Um, oh, maybe I could have done something differently. And there's yeah. like the guilt part there. But then this podcast goes back to how to maintain your mental health even through the time of grief. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the things I think that we first want to go into is just like tips on how to maintain your mental health, especially when you're going through heavy things like heartache or you know, like when life is like life is lifing. Yeah, sometimes you just feel like you're running through fire. <laughs> Yeah, but then knowing how to, you know, it's really hard, you know, when things are really dark, it's dark, but, you know, finding a way to actually communicate with a friend when knowing that's something that, you know, they're going through Mm -hmm. and also like understanding yourself to seek help when, you know, something, you just feel like you can't get out of it. Yeah. Which is so hard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, dude, like, I think that the hardest thing about depression, because I have been in the thick of depression, and it's like, it, it, it's like, it's like literally all darkness. Like, you yeah. just feel like... You can't breathe. You feel like you can't breathe, but I, I wouldn't even say it's like this sense of, like, hopelessness. Yeah. Like, they're, like, you've lost hope. Yeah. And I think that that is, like, the saddest thing, the saddest parts of, like, when I think about people who are really struggling and they don't see a light is that, like, um, you almost, living feels heavy. Yeah. You know, and, like, life feels really heavy. And um, I feel like what I remember, you know, and, like, asking for for help to, like, for me, like, that, that's, like, when my spirituality really grew, mm-hmm. um, when I was, like, going through those dark moments where I was just, like, I need help, like, I need, like, a sense of hope, I need direction, because you feel, like, really lost, um, but I also think, like, for me, like, because I'm such a spiritual, I do, now that I've transmuted heartache, and I've transmuted, like, all of, like, really, I think that a lot of the times when you're like going through these like dark periods in your life, you feel the heaviness of the past, but then at the same time, you want to run away from it. You know, like we're just like, we don't want, why did we have the life that we had? Like, why did life, why did I get handed these cards? Mm-hmm. And I think that the more you run away from it, like in, in like, when I think about it in like an imaginary way, I feel like, it's like we're in our body, but our soul is running away. Yeah. And really, like, I personally, now that I've had, like, a dark night of the soul, and we've had an episode on the dark yeah. night of the soul, it's, like, it's really about running towards that pain. That, right. Yeah, that pain. You know, I was, like, thinking about this, too. Even within my childhood, those times that I had depression, I literally would run away from my house. Yeah. Because I can't breathe. But actually seeking help from other family, from, like, things that were happening in the family. family mm-hmm. So that, you know... I had to actually run to the source of light in order to actually get out, get away from the dark stages that I was going through. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for people and for us, we want to spread awareness on how to maybe check on each other. Yeah. So, um, so first, like, I think that for me, like, 
I, I personally am such an advocate for running towards the darkness. So like, get curious about it, you know? Like, don't run away from... Don't run away from the darkness. Get curious. Ask yourself questions. And then, um, like, really cultivating, like, just... I don't know, like those rock bottoms and you're just like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like, I really don't want to feel this feeling anymore. And then like allowing yourself to let detach from the control. Because like, I think that sometimes too, like when we're in really dark places, like we want to control everything. And then it's like the overwhelmingness that we feel out of control. And when we surrender, like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, you know, I let go, I surrender to this pain, you know, I feel like the answers for me, they, they, they start, they started to show up, but it took a lot of suffering for me to like, be able to be, to get to that place. Yeah. Um, because I think that like, I personally feel like, you know, we're here to suffer as human beings, but we're here to like alchemize that pain and like turn it into something beautiful. And, um, yeah, getting curious and, and really going towards that journey of like, because I, I don't want to say that people who are, they don't love themselves. It's like, it's like sometimes you just feel so, the, the, there's, it's so hopeless and like the brain is just like so, you've been in that state of mind. It's so hard to even think that you could think good thoughts. Yeah. And so there is like so many things that you need to do when you are like, when you've decided that you want to heal. And first of all, is one is just like finding one good friend. Yeah, finding one good friend. And the mo you know, I, I also noticed it too when I was going through those like depressive states. It's like you start to distance yourself from people. Yeah. But the moment that you're so like, you just feel like you hit the rock bottom is when you start seeing the resources around you. So like, for me, like, you know, it's just starting now or like things like that to actually bring in a sense of community, yeah. which helps you with your identity. Yeah. And then also us as friends, just like, allowing ourselves to be there for people and not judging them for the darkness that they're feeling um I know, yeah. yeah and also knowing the right way to ask these questions um oftentimes like you might ask a question that's too direct mm -hmm. but being able to be like hey i heard this what this is what happened how are you feeling or just even saying how are you doing how are you feeling and actually just trying to interact you know it goes a long way for somebody that's actually feeling very alone yeah. And I also think sometimes just like for me, I'm, I'm realizing too, is that sometimes I get caught up in like being happy all the time. And, you know, when people do come along and they have like this heaviness with them, um, kind of taking a step back with myself and being like, okay, why is this annoying me? Like, what, are, what about it is actually annoying? Is it them or is it triggering something in me? Yeah. And is the annoyance really towards them? Because I think that people who carry their heart on their sleeves, like, I love those kinds of people. Like, I love people who are authentic and who are vulnerable and who show the reality of life, that life is hard and some days I'm happy, some days I'm not. Um, I think that it's important that we do have boundaries with people because mm -hmm. we're obviously, we can't, and also, like, that no, I'm we, not, like, we know, can't professionals, save, yeah. yeah. We, we, we can't save um, everyone and and it's on our job too but i think that being a light and that just means just like being kind and um if somebody comes along and and, and you can tell that they're having a good day like just putting it upon yourself like how can i be a, a sense of positivity that i'm seeing this person and not comparing too because like i think that a lot of the times why we push people away or um 
we have we lose like patience or compassion for people is because we're like well my life is hard like or we start like like comparing what they're going through as like something that we've gone through it's like yeah that, that's we're nothing. not in the same shoes yeah, yeah people yeah. need to recognize that when you're having conversations with friends too even in general i feel like even if you're in the up or even if you're down like not if someone says something good that happened in their lives not necessarily bringing something that good happened good that happened within your life because then it's gonna it might sound like comparison but letting yeah. the people kind of talk about you know things that are going through and actually being there to listen yeah and like finding way like i will say like the best example that i have of this is like my best friend alejandra we've been best friends since we were like thir- she's like since we were she was 13 when i met her and uh and i love her so much because like i feel like she really is that friend for me mm-hmm. um we i remember when i was in college and i was going you know our graduated college and i was going through and I moved to Kentucky and whatever, like I was going through all of these ups and downs in life. And especially when I freaking broke up with my ex and was like, or was in like the thick of like that, that dark night of the soul. And I remember I would call her and she was the only person that was like a safe space for me. Like I would call her and, and I'd be like, can I, I think I really need someone to talk to. And she would just like, listen to me. And she never like, like, honestly, I, I thank her so much. And I tell her now, like, now that I'm, you know, in this place of, of health, health in my, in my, in my mind and in my body, um, I look back at that time and I'm like, dude, like, why didn't you tell me that I was like speaking nonsense or that I was like, like, I just wasn't, that I was clearly just getting it all out. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I wasn't seeing clearly. Like, the goggles were very much on for me when mm-hmm. I went back to her. And she just had such, and not, not everybody is like this, you know. Mm-hmm. She She's an angel to me. But um, she she was like, she just like, you're not, you weren't ready. You know, like, you really just, I could tell that you just really needed to, to talk to someone. Yeah. And I would just listen to you because, like, what else are you going to do? That's exactly what you need at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, and I was just like, dude, like, I will never be able to. I mean, that's like, I felt every time I think about that, I think like, wow, she, like, she really loved me. Yeah. Or loves me, you know. Um, so we're not saying that you have to be that for everybody. But if you do have a best friend, especially like if you've been best friends for years and stuff, and you see somebody kind of going through a purging period. So like, you know. When you have like a dark night of the soul, yeah. you go through a purging. Yeah. Where you're just kind of like letting all this stuff out and like, you know, having somebody. And, and if you find that you cannot find a friend or that doesn't mean you're not lovable, right? Because sometimes people just can't handle it. And That's- also maybe you're just going through a period of like finding new friends too, you know, that can yeah. actually be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I've noticed like, you know, even in the past when I was going through the dark of the, dark night of the soul, mm-hmm. I was actually around people that I can't talk to. And within that process, I shed away some of those friendships to find the new friendships that I could actually talk to. And not just them talk to me, but they were able to listen. Yeah. And that's how I learned the most about how I treat others is because of the beautiful friends that I have. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes like when we're going through like these heavy moments mm-hmm. of transition, um, like I said, like, I think that like what I've learned, like even, we even talked about this in the last episode is like the impermanence of things is like, 
think of life as like the clock. Sometimes we're up and other times we're down. And even the good times will leave. And the bad times will leave. Like nothing is ever permanent. Like this too shall pass. Yeah. And I think that when we are in the thickness of like the lows of life or like, you know, the winters of our of our chapters, it really does feel like it's gonna last forever, you know? And knowing that that clock will will get to the to the you will get to the other side and then you will be in your high. And even when you're in your highs, like not becoming attached to that, like knowing that they're like the lows will come back yeah. again. Um, and it's especially have- hard when, you know, depending on what you go through, whether it's like a friend passing away or even like a breakup. You know, we're going to yeah. be talking about heartbreaks later too, but yeah. it just feels like such pain that, oh, I just don't even want to. I, I, oh, I, my I, heart. I, like, oh, I feel for your heartache. Like, I know. Like, oh my God. Heartache is some trash. Heartache some trash <laughs> and like, oh man, it's yeah. just so sad. You know, I, I could totally see. Where I mean, now we giggle. From. Now we giggle as people who have gone through heartbreak, um, because like, but because like, it really is like a. I, I think of this like, so a lot of people actually spend their lives avoiding heartache, and it's like you have to feel the heartache. Yeah, and it's actually the reason why it hurts. Like, I think that heartache, like, it gets your heart gets stronger. Yeah, as like you. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I don't think that we should. Yeah, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want anybody to get hurt. If it does happen, but if it does, think of you have to think of heartache as like, as like your heart getting stronger. Because and then and then then like whatever it is that you wanted in life, maybe like the experience that you were having before, that it doesn't like level you up to like what you actually wanted. And also, sometimes you have to like. Like, I think of, like, the heartaches that I've been through, and I'm like, I needed to go through it because I was so naive before. Yeah, and the more you drag it on, you kind of realize, like, you know, you're, you're um, I eventually started coming from a place of fear, right? And not actually facing my issues. But the moment that I, like, faced, you know, the heartaches that I was having, then I was able to have, like, better relationship with everybody else because that wasn't on the back of my mind anymore. And yeah. also, like, being able to reprogram myself. I also think that like a lot of the times when we're going through these like heavy, heavy chapters in our life, like everything, I am taking a life skills class and like, we will link this, like life skills is actually like a nonprofit school and it basically teaches men and women, like I'm in a woman's class and then there's a man's class, but it teaches people the life skills to handle um, like emotional intelligence how to create like safe emotional bonds with people and then also how to like really manage your triggers because um like what I'm learning as time goes on is that like everything is me like mm-hmm. I can't change anybody like I really can't like I cannot change you I can't force anybody to be do anything the only person that, I can't even change like my job like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it, like every everything that is causing me discomfort is me. Yeah. Like I am the one that is causing myself this discomfort. And that doesn't mean like, and it all comes down to like our triggers and our wounds that are all rooted from the past. And being able to have the skills to be able to go run towards it, right? Like we create so much chaos because we're running away from the pain bodies. Like pain it feels so overwhelming because we are afraid that it like it's going to last forever and we're so afraid to like go into the uh, into like 
into like the, the education that it's going to expand us. And I think that, yeah, it sucks to her and it's painful, but there's a reason that it's there and it's really trying to teach you something. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the times we don't know our worth. We don't know our value and we don't know like the level of tolerance that we don't want to be in anymore. Mm -hmm. And it takes something shaking us for us to realize pain for us to realize like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to be around these kinds of people. I don't want to be at this job. Yeah. I don't want to date these kinds of people that continue to hurt me. Like, or like, I don't want to keep feeling used. Like, I don't want to keep feeling discarded. Like everything that you think is causing you pain, it is causing you pain, but it's trying, it's causing you pain because it's trying to make you aware of where you believe your value is. Mm -hmm. And so the pain is here to expand your mind. Like, okay, this is causing me pain. I didn't know that I had, that that's where my tolerance was. I don't want my tolerance mm -hmm. to be that anymore. But also recognizing that, you know, I think we talked about this in the last episode yeah. where, you know, life keeps throwing you similar challenges mm -hmm. until you get out of it. Yeah. Right. And kind of recognizing ways to like really break that cycle, whether it's finding new group of friends or, you know, new things that kind of excite you. I know when, you know, when times are really, really rough, it's really hard to see the light, see the light at the end of the tunnel. But really, really like when you notice that you need help. You know, really trying, you know, I don't know. Like It's going, such a hard topic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just, like, it's really, like, you have, we have to, like, prioritize our own, our own, our, our, our own well-being. Yeah. And I think that as I've gotten older, no one is going to prioritize your well-being. Like Other no than yourself. Other than yourself. Like, literally, if you are not putting, if you are not filling your cup, no one is going to, because we're human beings and, like, unfortunately we live in a world full of takers yeah but i also believe that if you know if a friend or whoever mentions yeah. suicide as a topic being able to actually let them know that they probably need help too yeah yeah like, that's one of the things that you know i was like yeah i'm like what, what would i do because i don't want them want to be a trigger but if they need help like they need help yeah you really they need to go seek help they need to go find a therapist they need to find and you know it's hard because like i think sometimes therapy being so um expensive yeah. but there's alternatives you know like there are um counselors that work with your health insurance there are like there there are places that that we can find that can get you the the help that you need but i also think it's like you have to really want to the help and i think that sometimes that sounds really harsh sometimes but honestly like you have to want to get better and i think that being you know being able to like tell your suggest your friends like i remember when i was going through stuff and like my friends felt really overwhelmed with what i was talking about like i had a friend be like i love you but like you're scaring me yeah and, and they kind of step that. away yeah and she told me that she said those words she's like you're scaring me she's mm -hmm. like i have no idea what you're talking about she's like and i think that you need to go talk to somebody mm -hmm. and it shocked me you know like it really shocked me when she spoke to me like because like i was just like <gasps> you know yeah. like i was being vulnerable but i didn't know how overwhelming i was being yeah because um, also at the same time when somebody tells you that it could you know it might come off as you thinking that someone someone thinks that you're crazy or something. Yeah. Yeah. But then also just like 
And then pairing that with like, hey, like I care about you. Yeah. <laughs> like I care about you. I want you to feel health happy and I want you to feel healthy. Like what do we need to do yeah. to to like guide you to this place? Exactly. So you know that's one of the things that's important is the message delivery behind when you are alerting some someone that they need help. And also um kind of seeing how you can actually, you know, walk them to that step too. Not necessarily being like you, you gotta like walk somebody like yeah. that, but being how you can be support to that person. If if it, you know, if they seem if they want space, yeah. then like really analyzing okay, how can I really support somebody from afar? Mm -hmm. And also if they want to seek help, really like kind of guiding them into that direction. But remembering that you're not responsible for yeah, you know what is going on with some other people's lives. Yeah, too. I think that with everything, it's just like being there when somebody asks a little bit of your time, being present, mm -hmm. right? Not comparing our our journeys to theirs, or you know, being like, well, at least you feel that way. Like we can't help the things that people feel. Mm -hmm. We can't help that we hurt people. We can't help that people feel things heavily. Some of us are heavy feelers, you know, yeah. and like. And being allowing people to be authentic, allowing people to be themselves and allowing them to kind of like and knowing that you can't take that away from them. Mm -hmm. But how can I be present, be there and then also like, hey, like, how can I help you? Yeah, just be kind. You want, yeah. Do you want my help? If you don't want my help, what, what, what can we do to like lighten the mood? Like, what can we do? Or yeah. Even if you just want to sit. You know, even if you just want to sit and cry, like, do you want me to sit and hold you? <laughs> like, what yeah. what do you need? And really being present when you're with them. And um, if, it, if it gets to a place where it's too much, you know, we, we have to be real with people, too. Yeah. So it's like allowing like that space of kindness and like but also like genuineness and like compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely prioritizing your mental health is like. There's so many things that you can do to kind of, there's so many outlets and I just want people to know that you have like options and that you have hope and that if you really, really, really want to, you can change your life. Like you're not stuck. Um, number one, finding a therapist, like please find a therapist, like okay. find a counselor, even if it's like going to church. Yeah. And recognizing that you actually need the help, right? Yeah. Like. As you know, I, we mentioned in this episode how like finding a friend, et cetera, but sometimes, you know, they're not equipped with the skills that right. a professional would. Right. And then also like if you're a friend being vulnerable, being present, being there for your friends, um, being honest, you know, it's not about sugarcoating things. I do think we have to be real, but it's all about tact. Um, yeah. making sure that you talk to people with kindness, like yeah. freaking be kind. Yeah place and time understanding you know when to bring up these topics and also yeah. if you do the way you approach somebody is very important yeah 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 and on holding compassion don't, don't compare your life to somebody that's hurting don't compare don't make them feel bad for feeling bad yeah. because they already feel bad that they feel bad yeah <laughs> and also just remember like never say things that you're gonna regret to somebody you know always be present with somebody and be loving yeah period yeah. And then I think that, you know, like if you can't find it there, like I, I personally like go like church churches have a lot, like there's priests, there's pastors, there's like, there's options, you know? And I think that for me, I mean, this is just my opinion. 
finding a source of, of, of hope outside of yourself and outside of our humanity. Um, that's what I will always recommend, like, you know, connecting with God and connecting with source and knowing that you're loved and that you are valuable. Like, I think that what hurts me the most when I think about people who, um, who, 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 who make such a drastic decision is that, and, and when I felt those things is that I felt unlovable and I felt not valuable. And I think that when I found that connection to God, like I just realized that I am so loved. It might not always be reflected within the people that I'm around, but I, but I know that God loves me and that he's guiding me. So finding yeah. that for yourself. Finding your outlet. Yeah. yeah. And it could be like, you could start off with just like meditation. Yeah, because um, for me, like I'm different. Like I'm not religious, so we're not yeah. necessarily on here promoting. Yeah, like religion. But if that yeah. is an outlet that you find, then that's amazing. Yeah, um, you know, for me, finding day to day things or even like new circle of friends, whatever that actually gets me to the light of the tunnel. Yeah, you know, and also um, meditation, moving your body. You know, finding like like an exercise or something that like keeps your body moving like really getting out into the sun like you know looking at your vitamin levels too because you know like I remember when I was going through depression I went to like get a vitamin check and I was like extremely deficient on vitamin d and um like so like looking at that stuff like sometimes it really is like not only are we going through a lot of heaviness, but we're also like our body is literally yeah. like as women. Yeah, we, we did a meow meet up on this. Yeah, yeah, the different hormones. Yeah, looking at your vitamin levels, looking, going to the doctor, and sharing with people like professionals how you're feeling because um, there's many many things that could be contributing to like the lowness that you're feeling. Um, finding community, finding like groups that you could join. Um, if it's something specific that you're dealing with, like you know, all the different things that bring up these heavy, there's a group yeah. and there is like outlets that you can find yeah. where you can create community, where you can go share Definitely. what you're experiencing. And, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if that one person listens to this podcast that actually sees the resources that maybe they got from this podcast, you know, we're not necessarily professionals doing this, but if there is someone that, you know, touch if we are able to touch your heart in a way that's going to move you into the light at the end of the tunnel, then yeah. that's my, that's my purpose for today. Yeah. I also recommend getting a dog. Honestly. Yeah. Emotional support. An emotional support dog. I got an emotional support dog. I mean, you know, like I did, my therapist recommended a dog to me Yeah, and I did. And my dog became like the light of my life because it kept, kept me in routine. And so because I created a bond with my puppy, my, my, my parents have my dog mm-hmm. that I, that I raised, that I got during my depression and that dog, I love her deeply Yeah. because sometimes she'd be the only thing that would get me out of bed yeah. because I'd have to take her out and I would have to walk her and like that movement, you know, yeah. like of like taking care of something outside of me. Um, so I really recommend like getting a pet too. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you can like care for, you know, like feel that unconditional love with. Like I think you're nurturing something. You're nurturing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're really feeling that like, they, you know, that yeah. love, you know, and, and I think animals are just like, I love animals, I love man. Animals. I have Izzy. I have my cat. Yeah. I, I have my dog. And um, when I moved to California, the, the dog that I raised when I was in, uh, you know, in, in, in the east coast like 
when I moved out here, like, I didn't know where my life was going to be. So, yeah. like, my parents kept her for a little bit, and then they wouldn't give her back. Oh, man. I was so, I still can't see videos of her. Yeah, I'm still, like, heartbroken, too. When I moved to California, my, like, my childhood dog passed away two years ago. So, that was, like, yeah. a moment. Yeah. Oh, man. So, getting, yeah, I think the animals are great. And um, looking at how you're eating, too, like, you know, just really trying to, like, change the habits that we are kind of mm-hmm. creating, you know, so that we um, kind of see how how our bodies are 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 responding. Um, uh, books, like knowledge, you know, like I think that books have been an amazing way for me to maintain my mental health. Like mm-hmm. we, we're big readers here. So like really reading or not even, it doesn't have to be just like there's audibles, like you can listen to books. Like I love being yeah, audible. Find your own rhythm. Yeah, like there's, you can find free books on YouTube. Like there's a library, like there's so much education yeah. out there. There's podcasts, like. Even, you know, like for me, it got, you know, when I was going through those stages, it got so important about like the first thing that I read or heard. Mm-hmm. And for me lately, this is weird, but I listen to Christmas music here and there. Yeah. But literally listening to happy music really like boosts my mood. Yeah. Because when I was going through dark times, I was listening to some like Billie Eilish, like heartbreak shit, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Things that were like getting me in that type of mood to start the day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like dancing in your room. Like I used to like straight up dance in my room. Yeah. I still dance in my room. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Um, you know, accept acceptance of like that life is hard. I think that this one's it's like really important to know is just like life is hard. Yeah. And like, but I also believe that life is beautiful. Yeah. I think it also comes down to like self-acceptance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this is a life you were given. And I think that really finding, like, just realizing that like, we're so lucky to be alive, you know? And like, we're so lucky to be experiencing the things that we are. and, And we really can, I mean, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like it, but I just wish I could like, Big give big hugs. Yeah, yeah. Give, like yeah, like give your friends hugs. Like yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah for us. Yeah, give people hugs. Like I love me a good hug. Yeah, and tell people you love them. Yeah, I think that's the last thing that we're gonna say is tell people you love them. Yeah, and how much they mean to you, and also just like getting out of your comfort zone. Like Blanca and I text each other, "What are you grateful for?" And sometimes it's really hard to list out things, but yeah, really getting into that mindset. Yeah, tell people you love them and like make it weird. You yeah. know, like I think that we're not tender enough with one another. Mm-hmm. Like being soft with your friends, like reminding yourself that we crave intimacy and we crave kindness and and kind of really like creating your heart should be the most beautiful thing about you and um um reminding yourself that people people out there just everybody just wants to feel a little bit of that. This is the ending of the part one episode for tips on maintaining a healthy mental health and the different messages that we came along with it. Yeah, and uh, exactly like how to how to keep that within yourself and how to like share that love with everybody else. And I hope you enjoyed our episode and stay tuned for part two.